it's me, Magic Mabe, and welcome to the show. Today, I talk about what it's like living with bipolar disorder. I talk about Carl Jung, might be the love of my life, (laughs) and just some stuff from my heart. I did want to say that I think a lot of this podcast is going to be about what it is like living with mental health issues and what it is like living with bipolar in particular. So um, I just wanted to say that when I recorded this episode, I was particularly manic and maybe a bit more than I even realized. And that is a perfect example of what it is like to be manic. It's not always something you are aware of. Um, So just keep that in mind. Um, I'm sharing this with you because I really want to just participate in the conversation about mental health and what it is like being um, someone who navigates those waters. So if you are struggling this Christmas, New Year's, winter season, I am too. You're beautiful. I'm beautiful. We can do this together. I hope that you enjoy this episode about Carl Jung and magic, and I think that's it. Let's do it. beautiful souls. It's me, Magic Mabe, and I decided today is a podcast day. One, because I am just in the best mood. I don't know which 
offering to which God, whatever. I don't know what I did to receive this feeling of love and peace and joy and rest today. I don't know how I got here. So I just thought I would document it because then maybe I would be able to revisit it. And so you didn't ask, but I thought I would tell you about how things have been going for me recently. Something that you're going to hear probably a lot from me about is my bipolar situation about how there are it's usually right now the frequency is usually every three or four weeks I will flip and it's like a physical sensation of flipping I don't know how to really describe it other than like a it's like there's an on off switch in the inside of my being and sometimes it's on and sometimes it's off and I think a couple days ago I felt the flip back up to you know, happy, good times, aka mania, mainly because I haven't been sleeping more than, I don't know, three, four hours a night. I'm like getting obsessed about certain creative projects. I'm spending money, you know, we're happy, we're excited to go do stuff. So that's kind of that time. And I feel like I'm in that time right now. Um, But what is also very true is earlier this week, not even not even a week ago, I am in the pit of despair. Complete trash mental health. Like, really fucking bad. And I know it, it always feels like the my lowest point is like the last checkpoint to the happy-go-lucky times. But, of course, it never really feels like that when you are at your lowest point. It just feels like, I'm going to be here forever, life sucks, I'll be alone forever, might as well just kill myself. So, that is extreme. And I'm being honest with you about that because it's just so insanely true to my experience. And also to so many other people. And I just want it to be normal to talk about. I don't want there to be so many rules about what is allowed to talk, how we're allowed to talk about mental health, how we're allowed to talk about emotions, moods, um, suicidal ideations, mania. Hey, bud. I decorated for Christmas and uh, Charlie, who just crawled up behind me, my sweet big fluffy cat, likes to uh, climb, climb the Christmas tree and pull it over. So let's just see if we can avoid that during this time, Charlie. Okay. So that's the update about me. That's like pretty much, uh, what's going on right now is I'm flipping. I'm flipping back to, to mania and I'm trying pretty hard to not go so high because it seems like the higher I go the lower I go the next time but also if you want to get magical and nerdy about it which I hope you do if you're listening to this (laughs) there is a there is the alchemical opportunity to make 
some really interesting dramas and um so I just think like I'm I'm really attracted to magic because of how the the container and the context that it gives me to alchemize some of these very large emotional strokes or whatever that I that come out of me um it gives me a place to channel the depression channel the mania channel the uh, obsession you know about something and I can create not only different internal landscapes and imaginative spaces and art and music and blah 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 but I can also you know be in relationship with the universe with creation with other magical beings Charlie with other magical humans you know there's so much opportunity there I'm just I, I you got you I'm, what I'm trying to say is how I am right now is one portion of my being and I'm not always this joyful and happy and energized. And I would really like to make a podcast where I have actually made episodes where I'm on the like lower side of life, but it's just slower and darker and uh, just maybe not as fun. And so like the entertainer in me is like, no, keep it fun and happy. And so it's not necessarily happy i mean i'm here to talk about the real shit so let's talk about some real shit okay so i wanted to um have an entire episode dedicated to carl jung carl jung my god i like need a picture of him and i need to put him on my altar because i just feel like he is um he shows up in my mind or in my thoughts, or my writing, or whatever, whatever exploration I'm working on, he shows up fundamentally for me, almost every single creative pursuit that I have. I think that what I love so much about Carl Jung is the, everything is a tool. It's not, not just like, here's a concept with an idea that like this this is a theory for how reality is structured and blah 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 go learn and copy for me carl jung is here is a tool here is a creative technique here is a psychological process here's a list of things a list of like symbols or words or letters or notes on a scale if you will that I'll teach you how to play the, the rudimentary parts of the instrument and then you can go and create your own thing. And that's very much what Carl, Carl Jung's approach to consciousness feels like to me. And so I just thought I would have a whole little moment for him because I feel like in every th- anything else that I want to talk about, he's probably going to come up. And so... I think the first thing that comes to mind 
Um, and I'll go into some of like the general, my general like understanding. But I think like the first thing that I comes to mind when I think about Carl Jung is the his like practice of active imagination. It is fundamental to me in my creative pursuit, my creative processes. And I mean that in like a non-emotional, non-spiritual, psychedelic, woo-woo space. I mean this in a very masculine, structural, conscious, like my hands, my mind, like in the, the room kind of way. And so here's what I love about it. Here's what active imagination is. It's basically playing. It's what a four or five, six-year-old would do naturally. If you left them in a room full of their favorite toys, they would grab their dinosaur and their Hot Wheel and their Polly Pocket, and they would make a story with all of these little creatures that they've got going on. And so it's the same thing for adults. The, the, the function, the actual motion is the same imaginative thing. And so another way of describing how I understand active imagination is very much like in a meditative sense. So it's kind of like, uh, or like giving yourself some rules or like playing a game. So like what, so here's my most common example of active, active imagination is when especially when I'm like going to draw or or um, make a song, what I do is I sit down and I get my brain on straight and I say brain, critical mind, you are not allowed to speak right now. I'm only allowed to say yes in every idea line I draw, color I choose, note I pick, is the right choice. It's not a time to edit. It's not a time to judge. It's not a time to criticize. It's not a time to analyze. It's simply a time to say yes to any type of idea, motion, feeling, desire in this creative environment. It is insanely powerful, especially if you are a person that has a lot of self-doubt, self-criticism, doesn't, uh, imposter syndrome. So like, I don't know, 90% of the people I know on Twitter, <laughs> like, um, I just feel like that's a lot of us this is what I'm saying is it's a, it's a universal feeling of, uh, it tickles that universal feeling of insecurity because it bypasses the path that your brain body situation would normally have to like give you that critical information. So it's really fun and it was really hard at first because it's not natural. It's like going to the gym for the first time, you pick up the bar or whatever gym item that you're gonna pick up and it sucks and you feel awkward and you feel like people are watching you and it's like uh, I don't belong here this is weird but then you like go you know two or three times and by that third time you're like bitch I know what I'm doing here give me the thing throw me the ball coach I don't know I don't know what other people do in gyms um so it does feel like that, but if you can be graceful 
and compassionate with yourself as you try on an activity that is not, you know, something you're used to, then there's a great reward, the greatest reward in the world, which is one, you you will, over time, you start to trust your creative voice. You start to trust the flow of insane ideas that you always are, but it's just a matter of paying attention to it. You can start to see how the imposter syndrome goes away. It's like, okay, I don't have to copy anyone else anymore, which if that's a thing you are guilty about, you can be free of that. You, you are being your truest self, which can be hard if you are scared of who that person really is, you know, which is very normal. And I think makes a lot of sense to me. So it just, so over, so and like, you can check out my Instagram, all of my art that I've made on procreate and Photoshop and whatever was created through this technique. And, you know, it's just there to be fun. And it's, it's been like one of the greatest surprises of my life because I I never thought I was going to be able to draw. I never thought I was going to be able to make art and like actually post it for people to see and not be withering in anxiety in the corner, you know? So, and I think, um, yeah, so I um, really what I'm saying is I'm inviting you into this practice and it would be really fun for me personally to see someone else's art or music or writing or whatever else you want to create that has been done in this way. Because um, ultimately I am interested in everyone's truest self because I think everyone deserves to be their truest self, even if that truest self is the complete opposite of my truest self. Anyway, so I wanted to throw this in there too. The the fir- one of the first times that I did this uh, activity is I also I tried it a different way, which was helpful to like see the mechanism just from a different perspective. What I did was instead of just saying yes to whatever idea I have, line, circle, dot whatever squiggle shade in that's the right move no judgment just yes 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 and even thinking yes 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 is helpful instead of doing that what i did was i picked like a mantra or phrase or affirmation or desire whatever and then i made myself say the full phrase every single time the pen hit the paper And I was like, I'm going to make this the most detailed, tiny, (laughs) like each dot is so tiny. And so now, and so I have this, this picture and I'm looking at it and I know that every single tiny dot line contains the words, I love you. You know, what a special thing for me personally. And, you know, I think that you deserve to have a piece of art on your wall that you can look at and say, I know that every line, dot, whatever, contains this hope, this love, this 
sorrow, this whatever, whatever you want. You, it's it's powerful. It's palpable. It. What is so fucking crazy to me about it is it is unification. It feels like my internal landscape lives a part of it lives on the outside world which is what i think a lot of us at least i know that i am can't really speak for anyone else i know that i want my internal essence internal being to grow on the outside i think that's i identify as an artist i identify as a creator i identified as a gardener like these are these des- this desire to grow th- these hopes and dreams that I can that and all of this love that I contain in this body I want that to live outside and so Carl Jung just really opened up my mind in a in a way that allowed me to even just to even try to even have a path because for whatever reason Charlie, can you not right now, please? Please? Thank you. Um, for whatever reason, the way that this person grew, I needed the gooey, subconscious, imaginative, creative approach to help me bypass some of these, you know, paranoias or anxieties or stories I have about myself about what I am and am not allowed to be or want so Carl Jung his main thing is unification right there's the famous quote that I don't remember because that's not the way my brain works about how like not knowing your real self will whatever it is will like God, I'm really fucking this up. Basically, like, the how I understand it is if you can unify your conscious mind with your unconscious mind, you will be a free being. And you won't live under the uh, enslavement of your subconscious desires that you refuse to look at. And so, which is normal, of course. We, we all have things about being alive and being a human that we do not want to look at for example death abuse trauma um those are good those are enough examples like like the the subconscious mind in my experience is not afraid of any of that dark shadowy content and so carl jung gives you techniques, ideas, theories, thought experiments. Man, I just feel like Charlie waited to Zoom until I started making this. And that that just must, that's just part of the show now. Um, But anyway, Carl Jung gives you these techniques to actually engage some of this shadowy content into these avoided spaces in yourself so you can be liberated and be free and well and sure it's really about security at the end of the day i feel like we are here's how i'm looking at things these days is we are a 
mind-body-spirit complex, which I got from The Law of One, which is an uh, amazingly interesting book, just in itself is interesting to read. Um, and, but, but So we are a, a complex of these, of, of multiplicity. We are, we are not, we are more a spectrum in a fluid, ever-changing verb than we are a singular quantifiable identity and so I just feel like Carl Jung it really honors that part of reality and I mean like from a scientific point of view he is not as afraid as some other psychological philosophical people that I have gotten into of the fluid dark shadowy confusing chaotic nature of our reality and what it means to be a human so I just feel like that's generally it um do your own research read your own books um because I am not an expert by any means I am merely an artist and a seeker and just trying to make more magic content on the internet. Um, I did want to say that the first two books I ever read about anything related to Carl Jung were He and She, which two books going together, one called He, one called She, by Robert A. Johnson. And uh, he, it's a commentary on the, these fundamental masculine and feminine psychology uh, ideas. Carl Jung is, I think he's Swedish or German. I think he's Swedish. He, I've tried to read some of his things and it's just, it's a no for me. I'm not patient enough. I am not wanting to be on that level of intelligence where I can read something that complicated. So I just feel like these commentaries and things have been really helpful because a lot of other people who are interested in solving the puzzle of Carl Jung, just they've done great work. Um, So Robert A. Johnson, he did great. I feel like the... uh, the the person in me that really wants men wants women to be you know, like respected and equal in society did not care for the way like the the way that he writes about men and women in general it's just i personally struggle with the binary of men and women i just don't think that humans are that black and white I personally am not that black and white. I'm a very masculine woman. Um, in not visually per se, but in every other way. My mind, how I do things. Like, I'm here to get fucking shit done. Don't mess with me. Like, there is that very, very much in me. And I'm not usually wanting to feel soft and flowery and, and pink, you know. Which is fine. I actually am getting more into that these days, giving myself more permission to be both the very strong, sure, confident leader 
that I that I feel like I am, but also a soft, vulnerable, you know, little little gem that can be fluid and soft and whatever. So I'm trying to figure it out. What I'm saying is it's not to me, I don't read this from a I'm a man and I'm a woman and this is what I am. I read this in more of like these grand archetype energies that have existed for generations, will continue to just expand and grow. These ancient feminine masculine energies that we all hold within ourselves. Like our reality is made up of these two energies that are dancing together, that are fused together to make this. And so that's how I'm viewing it. And um, so those two I recommend just because it, it is a, they're great examples of, of just going deep into one, how Carl Jung uses myth to unravel some things about the collective consciousness and how our collective conscious mind might be dreaming or processing information from a larger scale multiple like generational point of view like the beingness that we all are you you know like if i died the beingness that animated my being to begin with is still alive if that makes sense Anyway, so Anima and Animus are the names that Carl Jung gives to the shadows of, like, so for a man, he would have an Anima. For a woman, she would have an Animus. There's a romantic quality to the to, to these stories, and um, they're very dramatic, and, 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 you know, in the same way, like, myth is, like, drama, you know, and it it just is it, it's great and so carl jung is also um he's the dream psychologist kind of thing so like if you were to go to a jungian psychologist today they would have you journal all of your dreams and then you would go and you'd sit there with a the therapist and you'd talk about the symbols and the things that popped up in that dream and then the psychologists would analyze, you know, okay, this symbol classically means this and blah, blah, blah. And so like Carl Jung went so deep into consciousness and symbolism and what that means, not only on an individual, not only to an individual, but collectively what these symbolic things that show up over and over and over again, what they could potentially mean from the language of the subconscious like if the subconscious had the seat at the table was leading the conversation the subconscious would speak in uh instinct and symbol and dream and these not clear abstract forms so it's great i fucking love it if any of that is intriguing to you if you like mystery if you want your whole world to be turned upside down in the absolute best way go pick up a carl jung book try active imagination read uh some of these myths um 
go order he and she robert a johnson the the myths in these books like just really challenge how how to see people how to see relationships it is um liberating to me personally and also i'm pretty sure carl jung was a magician and i just don't know how you couldn't be a magician with all of this like alchemy in in creating that he is bringing and has brought into the world so that is the main bits of carl jung um trying to think of anything that i potentially forgot hmm dreams anima animus shadow work symbolism mysticism Hmm. No, I think that's pretty much it. I think um, I wish I could somehow condense the feelings that I have experienced through doing some of these studies and learning some of these practices. But I can't. (laughs) They're just not none of the words would really truly actually capture my real feelings because if I said it if I said some of these words out loud I would just be disappointed because they're not really the feeling and I guess maybe one word that would actually work is love I think um lately love has gotten so much more important to me it is something that I've realized that I've been feeling ashamed to to do to love and I think that's dumb. So, and I think that the fact that I can see that that's not necessarily what I want and also see the real desire within me to share love into the world is a direct product of studying Carl Jung and these practices and these ideas and letting my brain soar through the mysteries of the unconscious and mythical space. Love is truly the thing that I come back to almost every time, no matter what type of thought experiment, emotional drama that I want to go through. Love is always, always, always fundamentally the thing at the end of the road. What, What is... Love is interesting because it's something that you come home to and it's also something that moves you forward and like is alive and does physically grow and can be transferred from the inside of one being into the outside world and potentially to another being. There's nothing else like love. Love is maybe what we really all are at the end of the day and we're just playing all these games you know to pretend to be something else and and for me that it took a lot of time to get past anger and fear and shame to but now i feel like I can create whatever I want in this life. And what I want in this life is love. I want love so much and I always have and you always have and we always have.
And there's nothing wrong with wanting love. Love is life. Love is what makes it okay. (laughs) It's what makes it fine. It's what makes it fine. You know, because being a human is really painful. And we don't talk about this enough. I think we get, we're a bit too pacified by our phone, society, what we are all trying to, we're trying to, you know, put a square block in a, in a circle peg all the time, I feel, as a society. And instead, I think it would be really relieving for us to give us all more space to just be which is how I even started this whole thing. If you're depressed and miserable and full of self-doubt and criticism, be that way. If you're happy and in love and feeling like sparkles are shooting out of your eyes, fucking be that way. But please, and this is really to myself and maybe to you as well, please don't forget love. Please don't forget love. What feels like love right now? Is it the is it a comfortable blanket? Is it a cat? Is it the way a light twinkles in the room to kind of just make you feel sparkly? It's Christmas right now, so there's a lot of sparkles, a lot of potentially sparkly things right now. Is it the sunset? Is it a good meal? Is it the person you love? Is it yourself, perhaps? Is there beauty around you? Something at all to remind you to release your mind, release your desires, and just be in love. Be in love and receive things as love. Receive the air as love. Receive your inhale as God saying, I love you. That is different. That's a different way to be. That's a different mode. That's a different consciousness. That's a way more enjoyable situation to me than whatever the fuck I've been doing thus far, which is mostly just torturing myself with anxiety and criticism. I don't really remember what I was saying, but what I do remember is love. And I think that's why today I feel so amazing is because today I remember love and I feel it in my body, in my heart, in my eyes, in my spine, in all my muscles, all my cells. They're singing. They're singing. I love you. 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 All the time. In every moment. And that's cheesy. But what if it could potentially be true? Have you ever tried that on? Have you tried that drama on? You know, magic is truly for the, the dramatic people of the world. It is, some of us can think our way through things. Some of us can observe other people do it. Other people, like me, I've got to experience shit. I've got to do it. And even if that is a torturous experience or high emotion or ecstasy, (laughs) 
you know, that is the way that I like to process information. So magic is, is putting theater on for yourself, like being an actor, being drama, holding things loosely, knowing that like this is a play right now which gives you a lot of freedom to try on things that you maybe wouldn't before if you thought it was real life. It's imagination. It's active imagination. It is giving yourself the space to just let it out. Let it out. And um, there's so it's like an endless world of opportunities that you can... It's a space, truly one of my favorite canvases I've ever found. Magic, my life, my life, this body, truly my favorite canvas to create anything on. And so, so anyway, that's all the randomness that I have for you today. I think that um, I love you very much. I love you a lot. And I want that to come out. And I want you to feel love in your life. And I don't want to feel ashamed about wanting that for you. And I want that for me. And I want um, our world to be full of beauty. And I want people to feel free. And I want more people to do magic because it's fun and nerdy. And I hope that any of this is a helpful resource to you. Please let me know. If you ever want to do tarot together, or if you want to talk about Carl Jung, or if you just want to talk about spirituality in general, you can hit me up on the social media. I am magic at a K, Mabe, M-A-B-E, on Instagram and Twitter and uh, SoundCloud now. And I have a website and blah, 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 blah. So just hang out with me there. I want to know you, and I hope that you have a beautiful day and that you feel love deep, deep inside your body physically. You feel loved today and tomorrow and the next day. I'll talk to you later. Okay, I thought of one more thing. I would like to add that I know that I keep bringing up mental health and bipolar and whatnot, and I just want to say that I've been in therapy for maybe let's see how old am i oh my god so long ah like seven years and so i just want to say that i feel like that is a very important piece of the puzzle um to all the work that i've been able to do with magic and carl jung and the subconscious i think if i didn't have that very safe trusted relationship with my therapist i don't know if i would have been in a safe place to go deep into myself so if you've ever thought about therapy if you're ever wondering if you should do it the answer is yes go to therapy um when it comes to matters of magic and deep emotion and subconscious um, we come up really close to trauma and things and so i just want to advocate for health and mental health and making sure that you know, there are relationships and safe places to in interact with some of these um, deep emotional states. And so 
I just wanted to throw that in there, especially this time of year. I know a lot of people in my life who had a tough time going home to see their family. It's just a weird time. So just take care of yourself, please. Be safe. Talk to your friends. Reach out to people. Let people love you and take care of you. Go to therapy. And I'm going to keep making more of these things. I hope you enjoy um the song i am still trying to write a song for every podcast i think i am going to be able to do that so that's fun anyway thank you love you bye